Hi everyone! Thanks for tuning in again to a new episode of the Backpack Full of Busyness. I'm excited to start today's episode as this podcast will take us all the way to Singapore. This week's guest has his roots in the Netherlands, but he has been based in Singapore for several years now. He's a civil engineer and currently working as Managing Director Southeast Asia at Wittefein & Bos. Hi Yair, welcome to the Backpack Full of Busyness. Hi Lucola. Thank you for making time in your busy schedule. And also, I know it's a little challenge with us being in different time zones. Well then, let's start here. As always, uh, we start with where we met. And you and I go way back to high school. Uh, not since first year, right? I think it was... I was thinking about it. I didn't know, actually. I thought, like... For Third me, year? it's like... I, 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 I thought so, but I... For me, it was almost like I know you since high school. So then let's move on to your busyness. Um, please share us how your busyness looks like. Yeah, uh, it's well, it's basically always busy. But um, maybe I, like if, if I would just look at my typical week, then um, of course, in the weekends, uh, there's a lot of family time, which is great. Uh, bringing my uh, eldest daughter to the various classes that she's attending, like gymnastics and singing classes. And then we also have um, almost a fixed setting of going to Sentosa Beach. It's really chill. After a whole week of working and, and lots of busyness, uh, uh, to be on a beach and have that kind of setting, boombox, loud music, playing beach volleyball. Yeah, really nice. I'm jealous already. I'm jealous already. So let's start with unpacking your backpack and see what's inside. So when you were a little boy, what did you want to become? I had no idea. I, I, I really had no idea. Yeah, no, I, 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 I listened to your previous podcast, so I was like already thinking when, when you asked me for this podcast, what, what should be my answer? And I, frankly, I really didn't know at what point in time I knew what I wanted to become. I think, I think, I don't know if you recall uh, him, Maarten Kleiner. Yeah, I do. I do. Former, yeah. Schoolmates, somewhere yeah. in the third or fourth year of high school, somewhere he said, I want to become an engineer. And I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said what it was. And so like, oh, wait, that's actually something that I used to do. I used to play with Lego. I built stuff I, and I like to design cities. And well, that's what I do. But hey, it's normalized kid also to not know what you want to do first. So that's why we explore. Well, now then, can you tell us the course uh, you took after high school? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I, I went to Delft and uh, to the Delft University of Technology, where I did civil engineering, which is quite broad. <laughs> um, so um, after that, uh, yeah, I, I decided to specialize in water resources management, which is still broad, but it's more specialized to what, you know, it's quite famous for the Netherlands, and how we deal with water management and so on. So uh, I really like to to look at these global problems that were associated with water um, and even more so nowadays. Yeah. You also, during your, I remember during your um, studies, you also went on, uh, you also went abroad uh, to other countries uh, researching yeah. uh, the water development or water situation. Uh. Yeah, I went for, in my uh, master's, um, I went for three months to the Philippines, to Luzon. And uh, we did most of the study in the end at uh, 
University of uh, Philippines in uh, Quezon City. And you're still, you, you develop yourself within the urban development, still within uh, water. I kind of became, I would say, a generalist more than a specialist in one okay. topic. With urban development, there's many more topics than just water. So you build houses, you build roads, there's, there's other utilities. And now with climate change, there are other aspects to it as well. So I became more sort of yeah, generally aware of all these topics and how they interact with each other. And then currently you're working as Managing Director Southeast Asia at Wittefeen & Bos. Can you tell us more about your company? Uh, originally it's a Dutch company, right? And um, what are your responsibilities within Wittefeen & Bos, specifically in Singapore? Oh, so indeed Wittefeen & Bos is a Dutch engineering consultancy firm. And this year we celebrate our 75th anniversary. So, Congratulations. Uh, yeah, quite a milestone. Um, and yeah, as an engineering consultancy firm, we typically uh, yeah, work in, in a variety of, of civil engineering related work. So you, you can think of new harbors, you know, coastal protection, but also urban development, highways, railways, and, and, and that sort of uh, things. Um, water treatment plants mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff as well. And in Singapore, that's where we have our Witteveenable Southeast Asia office. Okay. And I'm the uh, director of that office. No, we do quite specialized stuff, I would say. It's okay. 3D concrete printing, which is, you know, Ooh. a 3D printer. Yeah. But then we print with concrete. Wow. So it's, uh, yeah. You yeah, have huge uh, 3D, pr 3D printers just somewhere. Uh... Yeah, yeah. With, with, uh, with the uh, housing development board, it's uh, one of the public clients here. They have installed the largest uh, 3D printer of Southeast Asia. Uh, that wow. we help them to to sort of set up and now operate and then work with the designs of, of printing facade elements and, and other elements, construction elements that uh, that they like to include in their uh, construction projects. Then uh, you want to ask, um, how is it like being an expat in Singapore and working there compared to working in the Netherlands or elsewhere in Europe? Compared to the Netherlands, I can say it's um, it, it's a, for me, it's a huge difference. Uh, difference. I think the vibrancy um, is is very high. So it's it's really a vibrant setting here in Singapore. Uh, fa very fast paced, but also very open. So there's a lot of exchange of ideas and, and connecting. And yeah, it, it's it's really a thrill. Uh, I have to say, I, I really love it. I, I, I love entrepreneurship. I love innovation and. And you really get that all here um, in, in Singapore. And there's a world to, to gain as well. That's something that you really feel that you're contributing. You're making big steps. Yeah, in the Netherlands, we, we have settled water management pretty well. Uh, maybe recent floods in, in Limburg and all that. Uh, I think we have still some work to do. That's true. We have new challenges. But generally yes. speaking, we have settled it very well. And yeah, yeah in, in the region here in Southeast Asia, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of things to still you know, yeah. contribute to. So the first time you went to Singapore, I know it was for an exchange student program, right? Um, and it was for about six months or so. But how did you end up then in Singapore twice afterwards? Yeah, no, so, well, I think I should mention that the first time, of course, I met my wife during that exchange. So then um, yeah. she came in with me in the Netherlands. Um, and uh, we, we, so we, we lived together for several years in the Netherlands. And then, unfortunately, uh, at some point, we got the news that her father passed away. And yeah, uh, they were remarried, so they left a pretty young family behind. 
um, and, and we felt like we should be there, you know. So I said, like, yeah. look um, to my wife. I said, uh, you came for me to the Netherlands. Um, yeah. If you know, if now is the time to support your family, then we, we pack our bags and we go to Singapore. Uh, quite an exciting, you know, sort of step. It was, yeah, didn't know what to expect yet. Um, uh, basically, uh, had no job when I came to Singapore. Um, had to look around, and after three months of searching, I, uh, I, I landed a job in Singapore. Ah. Yeah. And the no second worries. time, because we, we went back in, in between, so the second time, um, uh, yeah, basically, there came an opportunity here to become the director. Uh, yeah. For for this office, yeah. it's a great opportunity yeah. for me, and also um, for us uh, personally, uh, it felt like the right choice to make. Uh, uh, small children and, and yeah, with lots going on, uh, and then Singapore is really a nice uh, place uh, as a family with young children to be in. I know you have embraced the Singaporean culture and the Asian life, but you are also very Dutch. So how do you make sure your kids still understand and speak Dutch or are thought about the Dutch culture? It is a challenge, you know, being abroad where everyone's speaking uh, English or some other languages around you um, and being in an international community, it's it's difficult to maintain, um, yeah, basically, especially the, the Dutch language for, for children. So thankfully, yeah, there's a Dutch school in the Singapore. So we send our kids to this. Both my daughters go to, to the Dutch school, the Hollandse school, which actually already exists for like more than 100 years now. They had an anniversary wow. last year, 100 years. It's amazing. And there's a Dutch community. So um, we, uh, yeah, you tend to meet up with people um, from the school anyway through this you know school school apps and so on but also in my condo there there are several dutch families that uh, and mm -hmm. children with similar age so there's a lot of play dates for them back then in this podcast as you know we would like to hear what your best lesson learned is for me i have to say my my sort of learning lessons really started when i was in that three months period here in singapore looking for a job and didn't know, so I, I got also into the scene of maybe starting something for myself. So you get all mm -hmm. these startup uh, trainings and stuff like that. Um, and there I learned that it, to set goals for six months ahead and keep reminding yourself of it. It really, uh, it really became a catalyst for for me in my learning journey um, to be, you know, basically being able to evaluate on a daily basis. Am I contributing to reaching that goal in six months' time? And if not, what should I do different to do meet those goals? Or maybe I should, you know, conclude that the goal is not achievable or not the right goal to set. And that's really for me it was a, was one of the most important lessons. That's a good takeout. Thank you, your ear. And what is your best advice you've received, and from who? Yeah, that's so. That's I think the same period. But someone in that um, sort of startup scene here in Singapore told me to to read a book called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And mm -hmm. one of the phrases in there was, um, you work to learn, not to earn. Very and good. I thought that was a really nice one. Because yeah, also they're like, hey, am I learning in my job? And if not, then is that job the right job still for me? And, and yeah. so my whole perspective, perspective on, on, on what the job is about changed quite a bit because of that. 
And then going back to your youth, what advice would you give your younger self? Keep learning. It never, <laughs> never stops. That, that was yeah. actually a little bit of a mistake I made at the start of my career. I, I came out of university. I was like, yes, done. I, I learned everything I need to know. Now I can apply it in the real world. And yeah. I was so wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the most learning points I came afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and it's so true. So that was really in the end. You'll learn by practice and you'll learn by experience uh, and indeed and continue doing that uh, every day. When listeners are interested in an expat opportunity, what advice would you give them before jumping into such an experience? Well, it, of course, first of all, it is a great opportunity. So it's something that I think it's worth thinking about very seriously because it's a great, uh, you know, like quite a unique opportunity. Um, but it is a decision that you as a as you know, as a, as a partner or family, you have to make. It's not a single person's decision. It's really a family yeah. decision. And, and that's very important to know. So um, the, the change comes, you know, from one country to another. It has a lot of changes. And it, it needs to be able to satisfy your whole family's needs and, and feel everyone's at ease. Because if it's not, then, then it won't work. Yeah, well, nicely said. Thank you for that. Then I ask my guests for their favorite must-have, and um, this can be something personal or something related to work. Uh, Yair, what will be yours to give away? I have here a daily diary. It's, um, it's a diary book with uh, yes. uh, one single page per, per, per day. And okay. It's not to be used as a, as a diary, but more as an as a aid to your to-do list. So before you start your day, you list down the things you need to do on that day. And at the end of the day, you can see what, what you've done and so on. It helped me a lot in my productivity. Cool. Okay. Nice. And thank you for that cool giveaway. And I'll tell in a bit uh, how you can make this uh, to-do uh, daily diary yours. Then we are to our last three simple questions. Um, your favorite Singaporean dish. Can I can I say actually it's not it's actually pineapple fried rice it's not typical Singapore dish. And what Dutch food or drink do you miss most and can't be bought in Singapore? I have to go with cheese. Although if I do if I really do my best I could find my way, but that cheese that I get from the Albert Kuip market in Amsterdam, <laughs> I can't get it here. And last. Name three things why one should become an expat. Great learning experience, um, life-wise, but also like for your career-wise. Um, yeah, also the exchange with different cultures, you know, different friends and, and experiences you will you will get. It's quite unique. Yeah, you broaden your world basically. So that's also yeah. a reason. Yair, that's it for this interview. Thanks again for squeezing the podcast into your schedule and taking us into your busyness as an expat in Singapore. Uh, you're welcome, Lovare. So to sum it up again, Yair shared quite some LOL lessons and to name a few. His best lesson learned was to set short period goals of six months and evaluate afterwards if and why your goal was reached or not. And his best advice came out of a book he read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it had a phrase, you work to learn, not to earn. And it changed his perspective about what a job really is. 
And if you're interested in an expat experience, your ear said it's a great and a unique opportunity. But just make sure you know that it's not a single person decision when you have a partner and kids. Your ears giveaway is the daily diary with on each page a to-do section of that single day. Want to make it yours? Then share your last LOL experience with us on Instagram and tag a friend. That's it again, guys, for this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify. And do share the podcast with others. Thank you all for your time listening and lots of love from Amsterdam. Always wishing you new LOL moments. And please tune in again after two weeks to a new podcast of the Backpack Full of Busyness. Bye!